Smith winds up, goes deep downfield and getting free as Tyreek Hill to give Kansas City the lead. McCourty got over there too. Now here's your host, Alex Dreisick. And welcome to Moose's Mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Dryzak. So on recent sports highlights, most NFL teams will kick off their seasons today with the Patriots and Chiefs already kicked off. The Chiefs raised a lot of eyebrows by beating the Patriots 42-27. to Thanks for proving me right, KC. Two teams will not kick off this week as the Miami Dolphins and Tampa Bay Buccaneers game has been rescheduled to Week 11 due to the hurricane that's hitting the area. LeVar Ball made headlines again. I want to show you something. It's my shocked face. For his big baller brand, he released a new shoe for his son, LaMelo Ball, and the NCAA has already threatened LaMelo Ball's future eligibility. We'll talk about this later in the show for sure, as we'll bring in our NBA expert, Ben Huff, to talk about it as well. Justin Verlander made his debut for the Astros and went six solid innings of one earned ball against the Mariners on Tuesday. With the hit of the hurricane, the young team, with a new veteran arm, looks like they're trying to do something special this year for the city and the season. Also in baseball, the Red Sox were caught stealing signs with the use of Apple Watches in their dugout. Oh, look at that! Apparently, an athlete trainer for the Red Sox would have the Apple Watch on. It would tell them what pitch was coming from the catcher from somebody in the stands, and they would verbally relay it to the guy at the plate. Now, the first complaint came in July 18th against the Red Sox, so that's a lot of games the MLB is going to have to look at here because there's a lot of teams in the playoff race, and if they don't want the technology and the equipment to get too involved in the game, then they're going to have to punish the Red Sox for this. But if the punishment is too much and it knocks the Red Sox out of playoff contention, well, then we've got a whole nother issue. Either way, it's going to be controversial. Now, the latest issue for the MLB isn't the only one I have, though. It's September, and the baseball season's coming to a close. And this time of the season is when rosters expand to 40-man rosters. Basically, the Major League team can have 15 more players on the active roster than usual. But why? Why change the rules of the game one month before the playoffs start? Why change the rules temporarily at any point of the season? What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Where did this rule even come from? Well, first we need to look at what this rule affects and how it affects the fans. Think about this from a manager's perspective. You suddenly show up the next day at the field, and instead of having your usual seven or eight relief pitchers in the bullpen, you now almost have 15. Well, matching up lefty pitchers versus lefty hitters and righty pitchers versus righty hitters, it becomes much easier to do. And with so many guys, there's no real way to burn your bullpen. So now you have what ends up being 11 plus pitching changes in every baseball game for an entire month. The Giants and Cardinals played on that first day, September 1st, They had 14 pitching changes combined. Angels and Rangers played that same day, 15 pitching changes. 
and the game took four hours and 33 minutes. Yeah, four hours and 33 minutes. Unfreaking believable! The next day, the Cubs and Braves combined for 13 pitching changes and almost a four-hour game. To fans, this is boring. It's the fact that there's so many pitching changes and that these guys come in to pitch and they're guys that they usually don't know because they just came up from the roster expansion. And offensive numbers go down, which makes this more boring. Why do offensive numbers go down? Well, Bryce Harper is a good example. A normal bullpen in the MLB has one to three lefty pitchers in there, which is less likely to have all three pitch every time against Bryce Harper because of rest issues over the entire season. But when rosters expand, most MLB teams have about six lefty pitchers in their bullpen, which almost guarantees that more than half of Bryce Harper's at-bats this month will be against lefty pitching. And Bryce Harper hits 22 points less against lefties, which means less likely to produce offense. Yeah, probably. But let's get back to where did this rule even come from? Actually, it dates all the way back to 1910. Minor league seasons tended to end earlier, and they still do, so September served as a time for a tryout to the younger players in 1910. Basically, if you did well in the minors, they'd call you up in September. Back then, owners didn't want to send spring training invites to young players who may not make the team that next year because the owners didn't want to to pay to fly the young players out and pay for their hotel. Instead, they would call them up in September and have them just room with a teammate. So that was much cheaper for the owners. But these days, young players are invited to spring training very frequently. They can get major league at-bats and innings to see how they do, and they still end up going back to the minors. But it's a very common thing to see young players at spring training now. So if money's not an issue, spring training's not an issue, and expanding rosters causes fans to kind of fall into boredom, why do we still expand the rosters? It, it just seems really strange to change the rules of a game one month before the season ends. And, you know, this is based 100 years ago when owners were trying to cheapen out on players. We're going to take a quick break here on Moose's Mulligans, and when we come back, we're going to bring on Ben Huff to talk about the LeVar Ball situation versus the NCAA. Should be fun, so keep it here on Moose's Mulligans. This is your favorite sports podcast on the official Moose's Mulligans website. Winning. Oh, you are just the worst type of person. Thank you very much. Now back to your host, Alex Dreisnick. All right, back here on Moose's Mulligans. I wanted to make sure we talked about what happened between LeVar Ball and the NCAA. Basically, LeVar Ball released a new shoe for his 16-year-old son, LaMelo Ball, with his name on it, and the NCAA is already telling them that it could lead to eligibility issues for LaMelo Ball in the future. Now, I wish I could say I was surprised by LeVar Ball's comments back to the NCAA, but previous character decisions by him and what we've seen him say before, I was not surprised. I don't think many people were with what he said back. Where do you get off? So, basically what LeVar Ball said back to the NCAA was that you can't tell me that you're not my boss, 
This kid doesn't even play for the NCAA yet, and you're trying to boss him around. He even said that he's willing to send his kids overseas or sit out two years, as he calls getting, quote, stronger, unquote. So let's welcome Ben Huffin. Good day to you, sir. So, first I want your opinion on it, Ben. All right, well, we all know LeVar can make some crazy statements. Um, but I don't think sending him overseas or having him sit out two years would really benefit uh, LaMelo. Um, just the best coaches and the best players are in NCAA in Division One, and that's how you get better. You play against the best people. And so sending him overseas would not benefit him at all. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the whole situation will be based on how LaMelo Ball plays. It it will really matter on his performance. I mean, first off, let's assume they rule him ineligible and either sits out or goes overseas. So if he performs well, it's going to raise some eyebrows. And honestly, if he makes an impact in the NBA at all, then the NCAA would be in trouble because you know LeVar Ball won't hold up. He'll He'll just lay it on the NCAA and say, we don't need them, you don't need them. And it'll be a big hit to the NCAA. Now, if he performs poorly, it's the exact opposite. The NCAA is going to use him as a poster boy to say, hey, look what happens when you go away from us. These kids need to be associated with us. So I agree with you. I don't think overseas is the right call. I mean, if he sat out, it would be interesting to see who LeVar Ball rolls in to work with him NBA-wise because then there's no rules. There's no NCAA rules to hold them back for endorsements and all these things. So it would be kind of a new generation thing. And if he wants to move basketball in that direction and LaMelo Ball successful, then we're going to have to go that way. But uh, obviously it could be the poster boy of the other side. Yeah, I see that. But the thing with sitting out, you have to wait. You have to waste two years of playing. Like, you have to sit out for two years. You deny being drafted. Um, basically, you don't accept your contract for two years, and then you can sign with whoever you want. And knowing the Ball family, they're going to want to go with the Lakers. <laughs> the thing is, with LaMelo, he's, he's not Lonzo. He doesn't have that uh, court visibility. He doesn't have that passing ability. He's just a shooter from what I've seen. He's a, very, he's a big liability, more so than Lonzo, on the defensive side. So he has a lot of holes to fill in his game before we can really consider him right. anything and then on, right now. Yeah, honestly, Le- LeVar Ball's doing a great job because how many times have I watched sophomore high school film on a basketball player not named LeBron James? I mean, he's already doing a great job. This player's not even, I mean, he's not even, I don't even think he's close to Lonzo Ball skills. You're right. When you watch, even just uh, a mental feel for the game, Lonzo seems to stay very more relaxed and calm, and I love that. So I already think LeVar Ball's doing a great job getting his kid more than he deserves, especially the shoe deal. So awesome. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, go for it. We got, we got a little time left. Oh, no, I was just saying I agree with you on that. <laughs> Not many kids at 15 or 16 get a shoe deal, so. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, I, I would love my own shoe, so I'm, I'm going to start working yeah, on right. it. Just don't tell the NCAA. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Ben. Of course. Thanks, Ben, buddy. Thanks, everybody. All right. Always a pleasure to have Ben on. Oh, sure. All right. Make sure to check us out at Facebook.com slash Moose's Mulligans. And twitter.com slash Moose's Mulligans. And our official website, alexanderstryzak.wixsite.com slash Moose's Mulligans. Holy moly! Make sure to send in your comments, questions, concerns, anything you got on the show. We'd love to hear your opinion. Get it heard on the air here on our show. Ah! Alright, that's all the time we have. And until next week, remember, fairways and greens, no mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Stryzak. We'll see you next week. 
And whatever happened, the Tuesday.